0: Ready, set, go! Happy Halloween and welcome to the EV Diaries, the place for EVs in small town America. In the spirit of Halloween, I'm going to record this podcast and post it unedited. I mean, I'm going to, you know, still do the intro and the the outro, but... I'm just going to follow my script, and you'll get to hear all the times I flub up, because apparently, boy, card read good. Anyway, I've been pretty involved with my day job this past week, so I've been slacking. I've not been doing the research that I need to be doing for this podcast, and that's why this is Saturday instead of Friday, but I did read a good article this week on hydrogen fuel cells. Now, I know you, you're you thinking hydrogen fuel cells is really not EVs, and to a degree, you're not wrong. But then, to a degree, you're not right. So, anyway, the way hydrogen fuel cell vehicles work is that they split the electron off the hydrogen atom and induce a current that drives an electric motor to cause the car to go. Now, nothing is being burned, and, boy, that was... <coughs> I'm going through the change, Peter Brady. Anyway, nothing is being burned, and when the electron returns to its rightful place, the only thing you get left with is uh, water. So the newly hydrogen, the newly reformed hydrogen atom combines with oxygen that is in the atmosphere, and you're outputting water. So, since no carbon is involved in this process, It's zero emission, although in reality it is emitting zero. Or wait, no, it's spitting out water. It's emitting water, yeah. And I know that hydrogen fuel cells are way more complicated than that, but for all intents and purposes, this explanation just works. So, hydrogen is the most abundant thing in the universe, or so we're told. So why isn't this being pursued more extensively than it is? Well, I sort of liken it to that whole VHS Betamax thing from the early 80s. And for all of those of you who can remember such things, you know what I'm talking about. But for all you youngins out there, back before streaming movies online and DVDs were a thing, yeah, actually, some of y'all probably don't even know what DVDs are. But anyway, back before streaming in DVDs, there was this um, these things called VHS cassettes that went into a player, and that's how we used to watch movies back in the day at home. Now, I remember when that was new technology, because before you went to the theater to see movies or you caught it in on TV with limited commercial interruptions and edited for content but anyway um back when when this was new technology um there was the the players themselves relatively speaking were expensive and um wow i messed that one up lost my place anyway relatively speaking the players were expensive and the um the movies were also so we would go rent them from places uh like blockbuster which it was a long time before we actually had a blockbuster in this town we had a place called movie warehouse and that's where i did most of my video rentals but we we're not going to go down that buggy whip rabbit hole but when the uh, when vhs first came out it was actually preceded by another similar and uh from a quality standpoint better technology called Betamax, but Beta didn't survive. The question is why not and there are um, there is some debate as to the reason, but I think a lot of it had to do with the uh, cost of production and the cost to the end user. Um, I remember going to Blockbuster when we actually had one um, and same thing with the uh, Movie Warehouse. There would be a beta section and a VHS section. Now, the VHS section was always bigger. That gave way to uh, a VHS section and a DVD section. And then it was eventually just all DVDs. And then now all of those places have gone the way of the dinosaur because we have Netflix and Prime. But again, I'm getting too deep. But anyway, I remember the beta machines being twice the price of VCRs and that very few people I knew actually owned one. So, I'm sure you're just like, "What does this have to do with EVs?" And I started out talking about hydrogen fuel cells. Well, just stay with me. So, back to the statement, if hydrogen is so abundant, then why do new why why don't we have more hydrogen fuel cell cars and I think it really comes down to cost and efficiency. Now realistically there are several ways to harvest hydrogen and I say harvest because hydrogen itself likes to mix with other things and is so unstable and flammable by itself it's really just not a good idea for it to exist on its own. To get it by itself, you have to expend energy separating it from whatever it's attached to. And since we live within a world of that has the rules of thermodynamics, that means um, the more we have to do to it, it's going to be increasingly less efficient. Um, so that's true for everything else, but stay with me on hydrogen. To get it by itself, you have to get it from water using an electrolysis, which involves electricity. You can superheat your water to like 2,000 degrees, in which case it breaks down and the hydrogen goes one way, the oxygen goes the other. But it's highly inefficient and it takes a lot of uh, effort to get water up to 2,000 degrees. And... The other way is you can take, and this is the most common way, is you take natural gas and you combine it with steam, which mixes into this gas where you get carbon monoxide and hydrogen out. But keep in mind, carbon monoxide is dangerous. Um, The overall process is very expensive, and then once you've got the hydrogen, you've got compress it down to a liquid so you can transport it but here's the here's the big thing once you get the hydrogen to the car the car is about 60 percent efficient and if you go online people will tell you that the electric motors inside evs and hydrogen fuel cell cars both are 90 to 95 percent efficient so once we get it there these uh this technology is highly efficient the trouble is the overall process from breaking it free from whatever it was with to begin with and getting it into the fuel cell into the car the efficiency is about 38 percent so you're putting a lot of effort in to get a third out okay let's compare that to a traditional ev which depending on what info you find and, and what you Google it, which website you're looking at, and if it's the Australian site or it's the US site, EVs are somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 75% efficient. And that is from the process of mining the coal or harvesting the wind or the sun all the way down to getting the electricity in the car, an EV is about 65%, that was called 70% efficient, okay? So, you've got 38% for hydrogen fuel cell. You've got 70% for an EV. Um, just, by the way, this is a FYI, gasoline efficiency is about 12 to 30% depending on the model of the car. So, even, 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 if you go with the high end at 30%, EVs are at least twice as efficient as ICE vehicles. Now, I said all of this to say this um, I think hydrogen might be more sustainable as far as long term energy goes, but for now, battery electric vehicles are going to make it go the way of Betamax. There's almost 80,000 public charging stations in America, and there's more on the way. Hydrogen refueling stations, there's less than 100. And if you look at the gas pump philosophy that so many people have, fueling up a hydrogen fuel cell car is just as quick as a gasoline fill up, which is one of the biggest concerns that people have about uh, EVs that takes too long to charge. And we see that getting faster and faster. But um, anyway, you're not going to fill your hydrogen fuel cell car at home. Just the same way you're not going to fuel an internal combustion engine car at home. Um, So that's one thing EVs do have going for them. This gas pump thinking's got to go. Gas pump thinking's got to go. You don't have to go anywhere to charge your car. You can do it. While you're at home. Also hydrogen fuel cell. um, It's not going to face. If it was suddenly tomorrow. Just everywhere. It's not going to face the logistical challenges. That the grid is facing. With um, faster charging. And more EVs. But you're still talking about transporting. And handling highly flammable. Explosive materials. That being said. Toyota and others are still spending billions of dollars developing hydrogen fuel cell technology. In the meantime, the EV revolution is is growing. But, hey, at some point, maybe hydrogen fuel cell one day will be more efficient, more economical, and become more prolific than EVs. I mean, time will tell. 20 years ago, who would have predicted that we would be where we are now with EVs? and the predictive growth that we're expecting in the next 5 to 10 years for EVs it's it's crazy to think about but again who knows here's a fun fact though hydrogen powered engines have been around since the early 1800s think about that that's been over 200 years wow okay that's it that's all I have today happy halloween and remember The EV revolution is here, spooky or not, it's a fun ride.